three. Tuned into the Navarro Miller Report, featuring the hottest in news, entertainment, sports, and all those topics for the mainstream audience. The Navarro Miller Report. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Navarro Miller Report. I'm your host, Dave Navarro. And I'm Jeremy Miller. And today we got special guest co-host. He is the host of the Beeline Web Show, Mr. Brian B. How you doing, man? What up, y'all? Thank you guys so much for having me. I've been watching your show, looking forward to this interview all week. I can't wait to talk some shit, man. Same here, brother. Hey, man, fair play. We were on your show uh, both separately because I can't be in the same, you know, show with this guy because otherwise. We do this enough already. Keeping us separate other times is is much appreciated. We can't can't be in the same place together. It's almost like if two, if the sun and the moon were together, it would create like it would the universe would implode. You know, it's too much, you know, but that's 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 epic shit right there. (laughs) Can't have that. Brian, you know, I'm not one to blow smoke, but, you know, I had a ball on your show and I hope you enjoy being on this one as much as I enjoyed being with you, man, because I'm sure time it was it was one of the funnest uh, one of the funnest ones I've done. So thank you so much, man. That means a lot, man. I'm I'm glad. Like, I love talking with people, man, people of all different, you know, backgrounds, you know, uh, celebrities, everything, bro. And it was a lot of fun talking to you. You actually I still talk about your interview because you kind of help my mind state on like you know my whole kind of thought process behind like child actors and stuff like that and it was really refreshing to kind of get that new kind of perspective and everything so yeah it was great talking to you bro dave too dave too dave was dave was dave, dave's uh, interview hold on hold on hold on i knew you, i was dude you didn't even let me say i was like brian you got to like stop you know, you already had him on the show. It's done. Okay, you don't have to like kiss him. <laughs> done. Kiss all right, someone, sorry. you don't have to lie to him anymore. Okay, <laughs> everybody always has to lie to this guy. I mean, come on. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking. I'm, I'm glad to. I'm glad to be here, man. Glad it to be here. I gotta tell you, it was. I had a lot of fun on your show too, uh, Brian. If you guys, in case you haven't, uh, in case you don't don't haven't seen his stuff, it's on YouTube. We'll go ahead and let everybody know where they could find uh, your show. Definitely go ahead. He's got more than one show too. Yeah, uh, he's got you got a few shows actually that you do on different days of the week. You're a hustler, man. So mad respect to you. You're doing a lot more than we are because, you know, again, I can only take two days a week from this guy. Otherwise, I'll blow you. my freaking brains out. It's too much. Right. I can't do it. I can't do Just it. Just two days then. Just two days then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, wanted to thank I'm you. feeling so loved. Right? <laughs> well, you're, you're great, Jeff. You're great, bro. I mean, you're used to this from me already, so it's all good. Now, um, we have a wonderful show for everybody today. Wanted to welcome everybody to the stream right now. Uh, we got JC. Joni is in the stream. So watch what you oh say. Lord. Watch what you say, you know, because otherwise, you you know, you're, I'm afraid of her. I mean, but you yeah, live with we, her. We all are afraid of her. So, and with good reason. <laughs> we got Ireland coming in here right now. Joe, everybody, welcome to the stream. We got a lot of crazy stuff to talk about. But before we get started, as uh, as we, you know, normally do, Again, hashtag Jeremy, get a TikTok. Uh, we're going to go ahead and... Uh, Don't got one yet? 
Yeah, get one of them, Jeremy. TikTok is fun. I'm addicted to TikTok, bro. I'll, I'll stay on TikTok for 450 years. <laughs> That's exactly why. Oh, I, I love TikTok. How my friends get sucked in. How bro. my fiance Joni gets sucked in. I barely have the time and energy to keep up with my Facebook and my Instagram, much less getting into, you know, something. That's my whole pushback. I have nothing against it, but I can't devote any more time to social media than I already do. Wish I had that shit. He showed off on my show with that shit too. I'll I'll just change change my voice. I don't care. He does it all the time. I'll just be different. Fuck it. It's so cool. I, I want one. I'm buy one tomorrow. I'm telling you right now. That's a lot of fun. I love enjoy. I enjoy doing it. Yeah. I mean, but it's because he doesn't have a TikTok, and because I'm force feeding him these uh, videos, I force feed him blind reactions. Now on That's TikTok, right. normally people blind react on TikTok, but since he doesn't have one, I am forcing him to watch these and Got get you. his reaction. Now this one in particular comes from a FedEx driver. In a very, very, like, she's in a predicament that she doesn't know what to do about. Personally, if I was in this predicament, I already know what I would do. But let's get let's get your guys' opinion on this. So I work for Amazon. Please explain to me what I'm supposed to do in this situation. I opened my back door and somebody's dog crawled in my front seat. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do right now. You're very pretty, but you need to get out of my front seat. <laughs> legit like i mean that yo. is the cutest little thing in the world i mean i'd be like screw it you're coming home with me <laughs> yo listen man yeah it seemed like she could have just grabbed him by the collar and just escorted his ass off but uh it was yeah. making a video was gonna get way more attention <laughs> absolutely no he seemed rather docile i, I would have probably yeah. walked around just opened the front door and called him out he'll probably get out but i can say my dog does the same thing my dog oh, wow. loves to go for <laughs> rides in the car. So when we go for a walk, if somebody in my neighborhood has pulled over their car to get out or is getting in real quick, if we walk by them when the door is open, he will bolt to the door and try and get in their car. Mm. He doesn't know these people. My dog will literally get in any car. You know, gotcha. it, Ooh, when car. he walks by that open door, he's just like, "Ooh, car ride. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I just recently got a dog. We've had a dog for about a month and a half now. Um, we did, you know, do the rescue thing. My, and I, I was, I was trying to get a puppy forever. I don't even know how long, but forever. And, um, my girl was always fighting me, fighting me, but then they put an ad in the paper down here in Georgia and they were like, Oh, we're about to kill like 160 dogs or something like that at a kennel. And so, I mean, when I tell you like, that was like, you know, say less. And we, it was like the flooded market was a line. Like it was a six flags and everybody got a dog and we went down there and like, like we thought it was all like pit bulls and adult dogs. And I'm sitting there saying to myself, like, I don't want no damn pit bull. I got three kids. I ain't trying to deal with that. But we found a dog, and he was, like, like two years old, I think. And he was real sweet. And I, we got, like, the sweetest pit bull on the planet, man. And uh, he loves everybody, but he will bolt. Yeah, we got a, I got a pit bull, man. I got a pit named King. I love him. He's probably in here somewhere. I don't even know. but That's what <laughs> yeah. I was going to say is I, I had a pit when I was younger. Uh, probably the besides my younger brothers, it was the only good thing about my my step dick was he had this wonderful gotcha. pit bull and um i've always loved pits i've always loved them they have a bad reputation mm. you know any yeah, big know. dog 
with especially one that has the jaw locking ability can cause a lot of damage. I personally yeah. would have the same qualms as you, even though I love pits, I would yeah. be a little hesitant at first to bring them around my kids. Yeah. You know? Yeah, man. But pits are wonderful dogs as you're learning. I mean, they're yeah. great dogs yeah. when you find they're the normal. right one. They're, they're just sweet, loving animals. Very much so. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I agree. I agree. Pitbulls get the worst rap. I mean, I love pit bulls. I've, you know, I've, uh, my, one of my neighbors had one and she was the sweetest little thing. Like she's like, it just depends on the owner. How yeah, yeah, it does. Head and trains the, 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 cause at the end of the day, they are animals. They yeah. need to be trained. They need to be yes, taught. Sir. No is no. Don't do that. Don't go. Don't jump on people. Don't it's all. It's just like children you know except yeah. worse because they don't know any better regardless yeah. they don't know any better you know i mean we're humans we're here to go ahead and teach them that no don't do that don't go there don't you know that kind of stuff but some owners they just you know they allow animals to do what they want sometimes oh, and man. they go crazy you know so yeah. yeah it's 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 one of those things where you know pit bulls they get the worst rap but they're the sweetest like any dog they are yeah. all sweet they're the sweetest yeah. animals so i mean but that's my take on that so with but in this particular situation i would have just taken the dog home i was like you're cute you're coming home with me <laughs> i don't care <laughs> you know? it's crazy it's, it's crazy because <laughs> i had um i had a job where i, I used to deliver I've, I've done delivery for like a lot of my jobs and I used to work for Comcast. I was one of the biggest mm -hmm. ones where I used to, you know, do cable and stuff like that or whatever. And I've had a couple of situations where animals would jump in my car, go jump in my, um, jump in my truck and I wouldn't even know, um, or under the car and under the truck and I wouldn't even know or something like that. So I've had a couple of cats that's been inside, never a dog. Um, I actually took a cat home from like a dirty house when I was working in, uh, uh, errands. I had rescued a kitten. They had kittens when that's boy did he have fleas man but it was like atrocious how that house mm -hmm. looked and oh man that was crazy and so got, i dealt with got, animals we got one of our uh one of our audience members jc saying that uh jeremy miller you're right uh pits get a bum rap and dave also hits it on the nail because it's about their domestic environment from birth uh or from adoption if they if they're raised loving they're loving if they get mistreated or abused it's going to be violent to other to others because it's all they know yeah. and that's the truth that's actually you know that's the god honest truth it just depends on how you raise you know the animal and that's, yeah. that's it absolutely it. is um there's a great show i think on animal planet that focuses on a pit bull rescue that rehabilitates pits yeah i know what you're um, talking about it, you know the one i'm talking about it's down yeah. south and they get these abused you know pits that were just aggressive and mm -hmm. they and they you know they completely rehabilitate them and they turn these dogs into loving wonderful dogs but yeah. here's here's the caveat they don't have kids on that you know on that place they don't have a bunch of little kids running around with aggressive angry pit bulls there while they're training them and that's you know that's the big difference yeah i'm not gonna lie man i think that you know people definitely you know like like you guys both said um on, on the head you know it's, it's I come from a place where, you know, unfortunately, you know, people weren't treating pit bulls the way they should be treated. It was treated more of like a dog that kind of symbolized respect or uh, fear, like you wanted to intimidate. So they weren't treated very well. And um, that's pretty much like the history that I grew up with. And, 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 and having kids with that, you know, kind of an animal, it is kind of scary. And even though you would like to think and you, or even know that, oh, this dog can be reformed and, you know, like, like, like a prisoner and shit. 
you still got to be careful because like you said, Dave, it's still an animal, bro. Like, and you are taking kind of a risk. You don't want to be that, you know, that person who's just naive and like, oh, well, he's the sweetest person in the world now. Yeah. Shit. And then he's chomping on your kid's leg while you sleep. And I mean, it's just you have to be careful, man. And an, any animal, any animal at, at that Absolutely. at that point. Absolutely, yep. for sure. Yeah, but when that again in that particular situation, shoot, that's a beautiful Saint Bernard. I was, I was gonna say, yeah, he's got the healing dog. cool. Oh, yeah, no, I, yeah. Love, I love dogs. I love, I love big, he's a big dog. He's just a big dog. Yeah, he's, yeah. <laughs> moving on to the next video that I got for you. This one actually happens to be of a young woman that apparently seems that either she's going into surgery or just got out of surgery. But either way, she's super loopy like super loopy and doesn't recognize her loved one but there's a little surprise something she says at the end of the video that really just takes me back so just uh, go ahead and take a look you look a little weird but, but you're, you're cute, cute. How lucky are you? Really take you up to dinner later too. Oh, no. <laughs> Let's close off. Oh, beautiful moment. <laughs> that last part. The reality. <laughs> he can't take me out. I got a UTI. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah, that last line's hysterical. Uh um, almost sounds like a off the cuff uh excuse for a woman who wants to get out of a date. Oh man. Um, <laughs> fun reality. I thought you were gonna say something like, oh, that's not my real boyfriend or something like or acknowledge a cheating moment or something like that. I was like, oh right. man, he's about to like, destroy his life. <laughs> yeah, some shit like that, right? Does he know I'm married? Yeah, what? no, that was that was actually kind of funny. I mean, like I mean, have you guys ever been that loopy? I mean, I want whatever she's having, that's for sure. And yeah. give me a double. Um, because, oh, yeah. like, that was, like, some strong drugs that she was on at that point. Well, I've, I've come out of anesthesia a couple times. So, needless to say, back then, there was no 
you know, cell phones. So there's no, I have no idea how looped or how messed up I was because, yeah. you know, you just, you wake up. I mean, twice I woke up getting into the car. I came to somewhat consciousness getting in the car. I stayed mm. completely incoherent through the recovery period in the recovery room and for hours late. So I, I have no idea how looped I was, but considering I lost multiple hours after surgeries, I'd say I was probably pretty out of it. Oh, yeah, Damn. that's crazy. I've Damn. I've luckily I haven't had to be in a situation like that. I mean, I mean, we've gotten pretty like, you know, drunk and stuff like that, playing around or doing other stuff or whatever, but I have seen people take some things and do some things and I mean do some really wacky stuff there. Mm -hmm. Um I remember there was one it was one party and we had one of our boys that did something. He took something. I don't know what it was or whatever, but I remember he was just sitting in a chair and like the whole night he was just sitting in this chair just looking forward. He didn't move, he was sitting there sweating. Oh, and then man. all of a sudden out of nowhere he just got up and just walked out the door. <laughs> and we didn't see him for like 3 days. Oh my had God. no idea where he was for real man uh, he was just sitting there just sweating wasn't doing nothing just looking forward and then uh oh man i have so many crazy stories like that bro i know jeremy you probably got a million oh i i got oh one in God, particular man. just cracked me up um i think it was for my i don't know 24th 25th birthday something like that i i got a keg and my buddies and i and my grandmother all played po we got two tables going i busted out all the chips and we had a poker night where we all just sat around played poker and got hammered on some really good microbrew and um one of the guys got so drunk that he tried to well he did actually sneak off in the middle of the game stealing all the chips i think his drunk ass actually thought that there was some value tied to my poker chips from home oh wow like he could cash them somewhere or something. And he literally, I mean, we're, we're all in my garage was pretty big back then. And that's where we had everything set up. So everybody could smoke and do whatever they wanted. And he literally just ducked under the garage door, walked out. We literally didn't see this guy for five or six days. <laughs> he was hiding. <laughs> next time we saw him, I finally went to, him. I was like, did you, were you drunk enough that you actually thought you could cash those somewhere? He was like, yeah, I think that's what I thought. <laughs> it's crazy. Huh? Oh my God. Yeah, I'm not even gonna go into the stuff. I already like told my drunk story last week. So <laughs> I know you must have a lot too. You got a lot of club promoter and some man, so listen, many, you probably so got many, so much. Many I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happened. Yeah, man. Well, this last video that I got for you guys. So obviously we know that uh that we're living in an age where, you know, I mean, there's a lot of neutrality, gender neutrality, there's a lot of uh, you know, uh we're we're trying to grow and we're trying to all of us it, men can do it women can do it all of us are the same we're all equal in this right well um this particular video shows just how equal and how awkward it could actually be at the end of it all but uh you don't have to take my word for it take a look <laughs> Yeah, yeah, up, up, up. Good job. What was that? What? Hiding up like you hyped your friend up. Yeah, treat 
you see the paper from one of the guys? Yeah, 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 it's all neutral until that happens. I would have I I tried it too. I ain't going to lie. I would have risked it. <laughs> I would have risked it all for her ass. Like, damn. I would have forgot to spot her for a second. Like, oh, shit. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're doing all right. Yeah, that happens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I know I'll probably piss a few people off with this. I mean, everybody knows that I am an ally that I, you know, I absolutely support LGBTQ rights. And I mean, I have many family members who are either gay, trans. I mean, I, this is something I, I lived with and I know a lot about because of family members who've talked to me, but I will say on the everything's equal stage, I got to step back from that a little bit because I agree with Serena Williams. Yeah. Okay. Serena Williams, the greatest, probably the greatest tennis player to ever live, male or female, has stated a hundred times, quit this man versus woman BS. Mm, okay. It's not a question. It's not it. a question anymore. The fact is, if I played against the top 10 guys in the world on a regular basis, I'd lose nine out of 10 every time. Mm. She said, I'm a world champion. I'm as good as it gets. But the physical gifts of a bigger man, longer stride, more strength, so on and so. I mean, this is a feminine. I mean, no one could call Serena Williams, you know, not a feminist, not a strong black woman, not a. Yeah. And she holds this opinion very, very dearly. And that's I mean, I know I'm probably pissing a lot of people off with that, but I got to side with Serena on that. I'm sorry. She knows. Yeah, you're not I mean, saying anything the, wrong, though. You know, you're not the saying best anything in wrong. The world. Just, and she uh, even acknowledges that if she had to play the top 10 guys in the world on a regular basis, she'd probably lose nine out of every 10. I mean, uh, it, uh, I, I, yeah, go ahead, Dave. I'm sorry. I, 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 I can speak a lot on this right here. I, this is like a regular topic for me. <laughs> I was just going to say really quickly uh, for any comment, for any complaints or any types of things, uh, go ahead and check in our bio. Jeremy's info is right there. Uh, make sure you do it. Attention, Jeremy Miller. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get blamed for this. <laughs> it's it's you know what's sad though? It's like you have to be able to see both sides. You know what I'm saying? Like people the reason why people are so touchy with it is because it is something that is abused. Like people do look at people differently and try to stereotype and all this other stuff. And you really shouldn't. You know what I'm saying? The reason why you gotta go so drastic with this shit is because everybody formulates their opinion oh you know you're a woman and you can't do this and then the girl's like what do you mean i can't i can do this and then they try to stand up for themselves and mm -hmm. that's why shit is so wonky man but if you want to be realistic you know i don't think there should be all these you know oh we're not equal i'm a man so i can lift 200 to be to be honest with you there's a lot of men who might not be able to lift as much weight that i can lift so i mean they're not equal either you know what i'm saying so it doesn't have to really mean equality it's it's more like just respect people for what they do like mm -hmm. if, if a girl wants to play football and she feels she can let her go don't put her up against the fucking broncos like you know go ahead and let her do her thing see what she wants to do create a team for her whatever the case may be if there's enough of them and then let them ride how they want to ride man i don't feel like everybody needs to keep having these comparisons that's why i think everybody's 
always got problems with everything, man. I love everybody. I don't know shit. Like, you know, I love everybody. Exactly. It, it is what here. it is. I love and hate everybody. I'll, I'll hate your ass. For what I, 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 I hate I everybody. Okay. I'm yeah, a, yeah. A hater, so. Yeah. You have a lot of reasons why I hate you. Not just well, what you what you like. You know, I don't care about any of that. Just, uh, you know. That was always one of my favorites is, you know, I got no time for racism, sexism, bigotry. There's too many other good reasons to hate people. Yeah, I'll tell you. Much. And we got, and uh, just so you know, uh, Brian, somebody is saying hello to you. Uh, yeah. Says, hey, Brian. Hello, how you doing? Hello, he's saying what's up to you. And uh, we uh, we have, um, JC's also commenting about what we're talking about the topic. He says, Jeremy Miller, I totally agree. Man, on this Serena stuff, uh, we need more equality and tons less generalization based on gender or anything else for that matter. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, I'll say this right now. There's always outliers. I mean, look at there. There are, you know, plenty of stories about, you know, Cheryl Swoops, one of the pioneering, you know, female basketball players in the WNBA going to Rucker Park in Harlem, you know, and playing with the guys in the one on ones and running league and handling her business. You know, there's tons of stories like that. So you can never say, no, it can't be done. You know, right now we've had we've already had multiple women who've played in the NCAA. Now, given at this point, we've only had one who played a non-kicker position, but she played offensive line and she was badass, man. So things are I mean, you can never say never. You know what I'm saying? And there's always going to be outliers who love it and can push themselves just as hard and can try and get to that level. But yep, in, this, absolutely in right. this particular case, careful where you put your hands. Right. <laughs> yeah. Equality goes so far. Right? Yeah. Goes so far before you get before your hands wind up in a handcuffs. Still so, be respectful. I think that's really what the biggest thing is. We were having this conversation. I forgot, I forgot we were having this conversation. I think that's another borderline. Like people kind of misunderstand, you know, different different types of uh phrasing. Like that wasn't, you know, um equality. That was just respect, bro. Like even if I'm a man, don't be smacking me in my ass unless I want it. You know and I mean like uh-huh. so it's like, you know, it's just be respectful, I think, more than anything. But it was more funny video. I, I get it. Yeah, I of course. Put a point and everything, but that was where it was gone. Well, moving yeah. on to some crazy outlandish news. Jeremy, you got something that is a pun on words, but so good. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln, Abraham baby. God. I'm sorry, this isn't that outlandish, but I thought it was funny, man. Um, so we have a AmeriCorps member uh, named Blaine Parker who dug up what they believe is a two-century-old uh, quahog clam. And those are the wow. biggest clams um, found off the coast of the United States. Um, they say that the average clam is about 2.8 to 4.3 inches long and weighs up to a half a pound. This wow. sucker checked in at six inches and weighed 2.6 pounds. Wow. Mm. Now, big clam. Apparently, just like trees, clams lay down a layer on their shell every year they're alive. So you can count the rings on their shell to tell how old they are. They counted 214 rings, which would have put him in the birth year of Abraham Lincoln, the same oh, year nice. Lincoln was born. Holy crap. And this man found the clam on president's day weekend. Oh, that's interesting. So a little weird one there, but he was going to use it for clam chowder. That's why he was digging for clams out there. And he thought to himself when he first pulled it up, 
two and a half pounds. That's like enough to make two different recipes worth of <laughs> you know, clam chowder. And then he realized, you know, man, it probably takes a long time for it to get this big. Let me take it by the aquarium. And they said, yeah, it's one of the oldest that's ever been found off the coast of the United States. And because it was found in Florida and they generally are found up in the Cape Cod and uh, northeast areas, they believe this might have been one of the earliest to migrate all the way south. Wow, he survived the Civil War. Jeez. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Listen, man. Does it ever surprise you guys, like, just how much we don't know that we act like we know? Sometimes I have, like, these weird, like, kind of, like, like, like ideas in my head. And I'm just, like, sitting back. Every time, like, something new is discovered or something is talked about that you never heard of before, I just think to myself, like, damn, there's so much we don't know. We just think we know so much. Mm-hmm. And something just comes out the sky or out the ocean. And we're like, damn, we didn't even know that existed things live that long like holy shit like <laughs> what am i doing my life like <laughs> i mean as old as, as old as that clam is i mean you'd think he'd be clamoring for life oh this dear. guy oh man that was <laughs> listen dave i love oh. you but damn <laughs> I mean, you, another one of those i might have to sign off dear lord <laughs> even i couldn't fake that one i was like oh man <laughs> Lincoln, come on give me a little uh, something there in other, in other Atlantis news this coming from paris fashion week because it's happening right now so <laughs> this is the weirdest thing a model a runway model gets lit on fire and does a runway like she actually walks the runway while she's lit on fire now this actually happened in paris and it's all over social media everybody's talking about it i saw the video for it they actually lit this woman on fire actually well we don't know if it's a woman or it's a man and she walked the runway um and so many people avril levine was there uh uh like a few other celebrities were actually they witnessed this entire thing my question is this person's <laughs> fashion shows are usually shows about, you know, outfits that people are thinking about buying. How are you going to buy a flaming outfit? You know, like, I mean, it's like, you have to, it's like, all right, I'm going to go to dinner now. Light me up. Yep, you know? Yep. <laughs> yep. Just walk around with matches. I don't know. Maybe they were going for a Hunger Games kind of thing. I don't know. Actually, that's, that's what they were reminding them. They're about probably going for a Hunger Games kind of thing, but... Here's the thing I got to take uh, I got to take issue with you just said the fashion shows are never about stuff people wear. Have you seen these outfits? Bro, nobody crazy, nobody wears yo. this stuff on the streets. Nobody even yeah. wears this stuff to events. Don't tell I mean me unless you're unless you're, you know, Lady Gaga or something, nobody's wearing this outlandish stuff. In red fashion. boots. Fashion Y'all saw them red boots pushing all those boundaries fashion wise, but half, yes. I mean, 90% of the things you see on those runways, nobody's wearing. Could you imagine somebody was like, crazy. I'll pay about 2.6 million for that outfit. And then every day you go, every night you go out, light me up. Okay. Now I could go out like this. Like, come yeah, on. It's so interesting, man. <laughs> I, I could never like, like Jeremy said, like I've seen so many, I mean, people wearing garbage bags and, and, and tires and all, I mean, just trying to like one up each other. <laughs> Yeah. Fire, they won. They fire they got fire <laughs> outfit. Yeah, he won. Just give it's him the prize. Lander. It's like, it's like, what's his name? Doing the entire uh his t- his entire fashion design is all trash. It's all like <laughs> trash bags. It's all like I forgot what he, he called wins. it, but uh, it's like Bugato or Bugato actually was like calling it like the trash fashion or something like that. It was mm. I was like ironically, that actually does happen in fashion. Well, yeah, that's, they're not far I'll off. I'll tell you, they I've were, seen it, yeah. Oh my god, yeah, it's hilarious. Really but, that, 
that's what we got for uh, weird and outlandish news. Moving on to some actually entertainment news here. Meghan Markle and and Prince Harry have been evicted from uh, one of their homes, actually, and they were evicted by Prince Charles himself. Um, this this is insane. Like, it, obviously, we know that that the interview that Meghan Markle and Prince Harry did has affected the royal family in so many ways. I mean, pretty much they have disowned Prince Harry at this point uh, from being, I mean, they, they, Prince Harry didn't even want to be a part of the royal family anymore. He just kind of wanted to go on his own, but they took it to the next level and they pretty much put a laundry list and just aired out all the family's dirty laundry on a, on a special, on a live special. And this has created consequences to the point that now look what's going on now that now Prince Charles, or I'm sorry, King Charles, I should say, has evicted his son and his son's wife from a home that they thought that they were welcomed in. I, I is this tough love? Is this tough parenting? I mean, mm. you know, no, it's, it's vindictive. It's not tough Bro. love, and it's not. Yeah, tough I'll tell you right now, I don't know if y'all want to speak on this way. Uh, no, uh, it's to me, it's vindictive. Now, uh, let me say this: I support and supported Harry in his choice to support his wife. Okay? That's what any husband should do. Unfortunately, the royalty has always put the royalty first. Mm. They ignore their relationships. They ignore their marriages for the most part. It's a afterthought. Harry put his wife first, which in my opinion is what a good husband does. So I supported him in that. But anything else he's brought on himself at this point. I mean, I'm sorry, but if you're going to expose all the secrets of the most private family in the entire world, you're going to get some pushback. You know, you're going to get hammered. If you, I mean, all the things that they've done since have had a very negative uh, tone and aspect, and you had to expect some reprisal. Now, does this seem petty to me? Yeah, maybe a little, but you had to expect something if you're Harry. I mean, what'd you think? You were just going to piss off all of your family who are some of the most, you know, powerful people in the world. And they were just going to be like, oh, yeah, no big deal. I mean, consequences. Brian, what do you yeah. got? <sighs> See, listen, with, 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 the, with the royalty and the family and stuff like that, I'll be real, man. I I, I don't know too much about it. Um, You know, when I heard the whole, you know, Prince Harry seems like a cool ass dude. Um, I don't know too much about like the whole family and everything like that, but people in power, bro, I kind of kind of look the other way because it's always some shit going on with them. Um, I can't imagine what kind of like, you know, uh, pressure and stuff they have to deal with. Or like like Jeremy was saying, if, you know, you are out there, you know, have, having a big mouth about secret affairs. I mean, you know, you kind of going you are going to kind of get what you get. Um, I kind of have like a bias standpoint. I don't know. Like I said, was I mean, were they having big issues before he married Meghan Markle? No, it was it. It. I mean, not that anybody knows. Again, yeah. you're talking about yeah. a an extremely private and you know family that does not and and the media and everybody else they kind of try and keep that stuff you know on the down low. So yeah, we don't know for sure, but for the most part, there was issues with Megan and the family. They yeah. had issues with that's, her. That's what I heard. That's what I heard. I thought, and he yeah. basically decided my wife is more important i need to put her first and there was yep. also there was also the the topic of race also uh oh it's been talked about more. you know and there have been quotes that have been attributed to a couple of the princes and king charles and a couple of other people that were fairly racist you know comments regarding megan mark 
you know, I, that's what so. I, that, I'll just be real. That's, I mean, without me even knowing the story, honestly, like that's kind of where I thought and it's nothing against it, but I mean, it's a logical kind of like, you know, um, you know, understanding that you can have, you know, not knowing anything even like, it's just, it was just kind of an assumption, but I don't know. So I don't like to talk about shit. I don't know, but I mean, I hope I wish them the best. <laughs> please, exactly. please it together. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. It's been please a tumultuous relationship. Like that, that's been a tumultuous marriage since day one. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, we got uh, Joe on our YouTube, and basically, he's got a little bit of a. <laughs> he's seeing it as current line on Prince, Prince Harry Markle divorce, four point five years. All right, mean, what are you giving on the odds on the over under? Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got uh and then we got jc's also uh make, making some comments as well prince did the gallant thing and right thing putting his wife first and gets over uh reactively uh punished by those who raised him for it uh what's up with that i mean it's just the way i mean it, it, it again it's one of those things where it becomes more about than a, a father and son thing it becomes more of a king prince thing uh, and that's that's what they look at more so than father and son. And that's what he's looking. That's what King Charles is looking at over towards Prince Harry. It's not not about, you know, father. and son. Although it should be, although it definitely should be. It should take precedence over any type of, you know, uh, uh, position you have in in the royal family or anything like that. But unfortunately, that's how most see it. That's how he sees it. That's how he was raised to see it by everybody before him well uh, let me let me interject this um my mom i've never really followed the royals much it's not anything that interests me too much i have learned more now because it's a news story and we talk about it so i've tried to learn more of the details but my mother was a very big fan and supporter of princess die so was mine and she very much respected the fact that the reason I mean, it wasn't the only reason she divorced, you know, Charles or anything. I mean, there was the other woman that was already, you know, basically living with them and all sorts of other stuff. But one of the main reasons as well was she wanted to get her boys out of this craziness. She -hmm. wanted her boys to be able to be raised a little more normal and away from this monarchy mentality, this royals mentality, where that's the only thing that matters. Um, And truthfully, had she lived, I think maybe things are a lot different nowadays. But, um, you know, it's she wanted did not want her boys to be a part of this, you know, as their entire lives. It's Bro, is, isn't it crazy that she that you know, here's me. This is why I said I'm probably not the best person to talk about this. But it, isn't it crazy that she didn't live? You know what I'm saying? Like, isn't it always no. the and, people who and, go up against that shit? Like, you know, and unfortunately, there are a lot of conspiracies Bro, that we'll never know. And it's crazy, man. But it's it, nuts. I mean, it's it's obvious. It's obvious that these two brothers take after each individual parent, and we can see where Prince Harry. To, like who he takes after he takes after his mother his mother was the rebel. Tends to. you know rebel, his mother yeah. was the rebel just like he's he's the rebel of the family his mother was the rebel you know when when it came to like royalty pro like properness all that stuff you know we all saw why princess Di was so loved she was loved for that reason because she didn't want to be a part of the monarch that told her okay this is how you're supposed to be this is what you're supposed to say not say etc 
She did her thing her way. And Prince Harry is doing exactly the same thing that his mother is doing. If anything, he's honoring his mother's memory by separating himself because if his mother didn't want him to be there, he's doing what his mother you know, is, is having, you know, wanted him to do so. I mean, but still, I mean, even other celebrities have actually turned their backs on King Charles. Now, Uh, according to uh, some news reports, Adele, Ed Sheeran, uh, Sheeran, Harry Styles, and many more artists have declined to perform for King Charles III's coronation. So, Last I heard, Elton John had also declined. Oh, yeah. And that's a big one right that's there. That's a big that's one right there, yeah. Now, I could be I could be on that, but that was the last I heard as well, was that Elton also declined. So, I mean, obviously, we have a lot of feelings about this. Well, I yeah, and, and, and like we were just talking about, man, it's a different world we live in, man. And I think that's another thing, like the royalty and the old traditions and all that stuff or whatever. You got to remember, man, we're living in a completely different world where there's so much more mixed together, you know, and, and not only just so much more mixture of people but the exposure to to different people is greater than it's ever been because you can get online you can get you can connect Mm -hmm. with so many different people see so many different people connecting you can't be hidden anymore so if you're trying to keep all your secrets and think everybody's going to fall in line with all this information you can forget about it man I'm, Mm -hmm. i'm literally dealing with that not as grand, but I'm saying I'm dealing with that with my kids, man. I'm, I'm literally not to go too far off topic, but I'm sitting here dealing with a situation with my kids right now to where when we were younger, you know, growing up teens and stuff like that, you did certain things, you explored certain ways and this and that or whatever, and you just did it. Maybe you got caught, maybe you got in trouble, maybe you did this, whatever. But now with like all the stuff that they have, whether it be cell phones, whether it be even the game systems where they can talk to people and network and stuff, they're meeting people, um, uh, having stuff just on file like you know text messages facebook messages instagram messages pictures my son's over here taking pictures of people without them knowing and sending text messages and stuff without us knowing and stuff is permanent now man so you're constantly seeing everything that's happening you're constantly knowing everything that's happening it's harder to keep people in a bubble man and it's easier to kind of see difference and change and experience it or want to experience it so I don't think it's going to be easy for people just to have their old ways anymore or, or have their, you know, not whether it be racism, whether it be whatever. People don't want to go for that shit anymore, bro. That's just literally how it is. People are legitly standing up against it, even if it's not that and they see a reason for something to stand up against. I feel like people are just trying to uprise to any fucking thing that they can in a lot of ways, at least. I don't know. Mm-hmm. No, I that's agree. Very true. That's very true. And uh, again, you know, times are changing. So yeah, <laughs> it really. is what it is. In other entertainment news, what really happened uh, with Spitgate? Now, everybody uh, talked about this for the longest time, how Harry Styles, how they saw there's a video that happened back in September of uh, during the uh, during the uh, press junket for uh, uh, what was the oh, uh, for, for the press junket for um, the movie that Harry Styles uh, and him were in Don't Worry Baby. And everybody was talking about how when they, they were doing this thing where it was a question answer type of thing, and Harry was about to sit down next to Chris Pine. Uh, and at, before he sat, he leaned over, and it looked like he spit on Chris Pine's lap. And Chris Pine was clapping, then he stopped, looked down, and just smirked like, really? 
like that type of thing. Now, everybody, everybody for the longest time, for months, they were saying how Harry Styles spit on, on Chris Pine, how he needs to be canceled and all these things. There was a, there was a frenzy about it for the longest time. Well, Esquire had an interview with Chris Pine recently because, as we all know, he's going to be starring in the new movie Dungeons and Dragons, by the way, Jeremy. I'm sure oh, wow. you're probably going to be looking forward because you're a D&D fan right there. Uh, so he's actually going to be starring in that new movie. And in the interview, they asked him whether or not Harry Styles actually spit on Chris Pine. Now, back, back in, in September... His PR, his publicist, said that that is a ridiculous lie. That was something that was fabricated by the fans and this, that, and the other. Now they asked the man himself, and he basically said, uh, he actually uh, went ahead and told Esquire, he said, Harry, quote, Harry is a very kind guy. I was on the plane and we're flying back from Venice, having a great time on the plane. And my publicist wakes me up and says, we have to craft a statement on what happened in Venice. She showed me the thing, and it it did look indeed like Harry spit on me. He didn't spit on me. I think Harry leaned down and said, it's just words, isn't it? So he's denying that there was anything that happened that he spit on him, but yet <laughs> the, the fans are still saying, I don't know. I think Something that you I can think, get up and rise about. Like I just said, everybody's looking for a reason every five minutes. I mean, I mean, fans it's more fun to talk fans. shit. Like, I mean, fans are still arguing whether or not he did or he didn't. Chris Pine himself is saying that he didn't, but I don't know. I see the video. Jeremy, I don't know if you got a chance to actually see the video. <laughs> it looks like he did. I mean, he actually does look like he did. It does look like he did. But again, let me say angles matter distance matters all these things matter the small things that we think we're seeing might not even be there so yeah. again i think this is a whole bunch of much ado about nothing i mean is it possible that chris you know is embarrassed he didn't do anything about it or feels emasculated a little bit so he's trying to cover it's possible but we're never gonna know so um you know, I think it's much ado about nothing, and it's the type of things that fans like to get riled up about. And I, I, I doubt the uh, principal players in that are even giving it a second thought. I mean, B, have you seen the footage to this? I actually haven't. I, I, I don't know. I feel like I'm in a bubble sometimes, bro, because I, I literally don't. I've been missing out so much. <laughs> but I, I try to pay attention to stuff, but it's like there's so much to pay attention to. But yeah, I didn't hear about this. I like Harry Styles. I, I, I like his music. He's a good kid. Um, you know, I didn't hear anything like this. He doesn't seem like the type, but once again, I don't, I don't know, bro. It's like, you know, people do weird shit all the time, but, um, I feel like if, if the dude personally came out and said Chris Pine, which I respect, he's been in a lot of movies like Chris Pine for a long time. Um, you know, if he came out and said, oh, he didn't do it. Like, you know, the fact that we can still like, oh, yes, he did. He's lying. Like, you know, you, you, you don't never know, but it's like, how far are you going to carry some shit, man? He, he said he didn't do it. Like, why can't we just like, oh, exactly. oh I thought he did. let's move on. <laughs> it's more yeah. fun to just hang on it. Like, it's, it's and it JC, always is. It's, it's what keeps yeah. social media going, you know? <laughs> and JC, actually, he has a he has a theory. He says, for all we know, it was spittle from salivate salvation salvation while speaking. And it's been blown seriously out of proportion for sake of controversy. Also it's possible. possible. It's, it's also be. very possible. There's, I mean, and, and anything could be, anything's possible in this world. So, but speaking of spitting, uh, apparently Will Smith got spat on as well. What's going on with that, Jeremy? That's my boy. So, uh, yeah, Will gave an interview um, discussing Emancipation, uh, the new film he had done for Apple. And 
basically it was the second he says it was the second day of shooting it was 110 degrees and i was in the scene with one of the white actors we had our lines and the actor decided to ad lib so we're doing the scene i did my line he did his and then he ad libbed and spit right in the middle of my chest mm. Wow. If I, he said, if I had pearls on, I would have clutched them. <laughs> ah, shit. I wanted to say Antoine, but I stopped and realized that Peter, his character, couldn't have called the director. So inspired by the character, he decided to just go with it. Um, they, he, he says, I sat there. I took a deep breath. We did take two and the actor felt the ad lib had gone well. So we do take two. I do my line and he spits in my chest again. He said, it's making me teary right now. I just held that moment. And there was a part, there was a part of me that was grateful that I got to really understand the dehumanization of a slave in that moment. He's like, I was, I was trying to get, and now I can only speak as an actor. Okay. When you get into method, I've done some things. Okay. I mean, I just, and one random example, when I was at SC, when I was at drama, um, taking drama at FC, we had an improv class where the teacher basically said, okay, you need to create a scenario that ends with you searching for something and bolting out the door. That's all we were given. And you had to come up with a scenario that would create that and then act it out in front of the class. I don't know why I came up with this. I don't know where it came from, but I came up with the idea that I just got a phone call from one of my best girlfriends telling me that some guy had tried to assault her at a party and she needs me to come pick her up. Oh, wow. And I, I got as into it as I have ever gotten into any role. I started shaking uncontrollably. Like I could have ripped somebody in two right in that moment. And I ended up flinging the desk that had the phone on it halfway across the classroom at oh, USC. Wow. I almost hit a couple of students. It was not planned. It was not intentional. I was in that moment and I have to believe that the other actor was too. And Will was able to stay in the moment and use that for a better performance. Yeah. I mean, I can tell you it's hard. People do things and it'll pull you right out of that moment, especially if it shocks you. And you got to yeah. imagine Will Smith being spit on by a white man had to have thrown him for a loop, even if it's in scene. Yeah, yeah, I, I was, and you want to know something, Jeremy? I was kind of trying to think about it like both ways, like you just said, man. As an actor, you know what I mean? Like you, you, you see it, and I can imagine, like you know, having to try to stay in the role, do something to make sure, like you're delivering the best of your ability, even if it is improving. Speaking to like you know different, you know, uh, actors over the time now. I mean, you know, I've heard when uh, I saw you guys talk to Larry, Larry Hankin. Um, great interview, by the way. Like I, I like I love Larry. He's awesome, bro. Oh, he's awesome. Um, but um, it was he actually told me a story about when he went up on his lines with uh, Brian Cranston. He kind of, you know, really got frustrated with him, you know, for doing it. So it's like if something happens like that drastic, you know, it's definitely respect to Will for staying in character. But it's like, is there kind of a boundary where it's like, hey, listen, you ain't. You know, we might be in like a fight scene, but you're just going to, you know, out of the blue, smack me in the face. It happened with um, Roman Reigns and uh, Kevin Owen. We wrestling fans, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens smacked Roman Reigns and popped his eardrum when they had that War Games match, and it was they, they said it was um, it wasn't um, you know rehearsed. It. He didn't know he was going to do that. Um, so it's like, it's, 
I respect the fact that you know you and the character listen. I'm just gonna go all out. Like this is I want this movie to go crazy. I want to do my part. But damn, is there a limit? Because you know, well, <laughs> spitting on somebody—that's difficult, man. <laughs> I always think it comes down to the actor. I mean, the gotcha. truth is, you do that with the wrong person, and I don't care if it's the middle of the scene, you're gonna get knocked out. Well, here's so, it is, it is here, hard. Here, man. Here's my take on that. I mean, if there was no malicious intent. If it was just in the moment, if it was just a scene that the other actor thought this would actually be make the scene more authentic, yeah. talk to talk to Will afterward and be like, "Look, man, I've got no issue with you whatsoever. This is just acting. I'm I have much respect for you, you know. And I mean, this is just the way. That's just my process. This is how I do it. And you know, I apologize if it's felt disrespect. If you felt disrespected in any way, shape, or form, it's not my intention at all. You know, I'm sure." Yeah some conversation along those lines occurred at some point but the truth is when you get in the moment and as an actor there's nothing better i mean it feels amazing when all of a sudden you do something you didn't even think about because it felt right at that yeah. second you know you've connected with that character when those moments happen and it's an amazing feeling as a performer um I would be willing to bet he did not plan this for his character. You know, mm -hmm. he didn't just come up, you know, in his mind, go, oh, I think on this next take, I'm going to spit on him. I, I'd be willing to bet he was in the moment and it felt right. And he was pissed and he just yeah, went totally. with it. You know, that's, that's and at that awful. point, you can't really consult with your, with your, you know, co-star or you know your your colleague, you can't consult with them about something that just happens in the moment until after. So Brian, I would say that definitely happened. Uh, yes, I would yeah. say there was some conversation because it makes there, sense. I honestly don't. For me, there's not really a line. I've always been. I want to get into it. I want it as real as possible. I mean, this is a much smaller thing, but on the show, I had a um, reoccurring girlfriend whose shtick was to smack me constantly. Like I'd say something oh, wow. rude or I'd say something sexist or I'd say something that was just kind of ignorant and not thinking about her. And she'd turn and just swat me. I told her early on, I said, look, first of all, I'm not being mean or anything, but you're like five, one and 85 pounds. And I've been boxing and doing martial arts for years. Whack me. You're not going to hurt me. I want this real. You know, I really want it because, I mean, a fake slap always looks fake on, you know, on TV and the sound doesn't. So, so I mean, she whacked, had to have whacked me 150 times over the course of her, oh, wow. you know, different, um, different spots on the show. And I wasn't there. And Can I asked for that. You know, I told her specifically, go for it. I want that. So, yeah. you know, some actors are willing to push the boundaries. I'm not the, you know, biggest Tom Cruise fan. Um, I like, you know, a lot of his stuff here and there, but I don't just like, oh my God, I'm dying to see it. Like I've yeah. been, I mean, no, no offense to anybody who likes him, but I've been done with the mission impossible movies. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Listen, bro, I'm not going to lie. For a very <laughs> long time. Okay. A very long uh, time. Me too, bro. Like how many are you going to do already? Damn. I'll give you a piece of, he is so dedicated to getting it as real as possible that when Tom did Born on the 4th of July, oh, where yeah. he played the paralyzed Vietnam veteran, movie. 
he asked them to inject his spine with something that would paralyze him for a couple of months so that he could actually experience it and bring that realism to of course the insurance company and the production company would not sign off and said f you that is not happening um but that's how serious a lot of actors do take it Um, and we we love it you know, we of love it. You know do. what I mean? Like, it's, it's, we're glad we have people like that because that's why we have these incredible movies that we can, that are relatable, even though we know they're, you know, how many times you've been watching a movie and you're like, damn, this is crazy. But you're like, oh, wait a minute, this isn't even real. Like, mm-hmm. you don't even think about it. It's just the the impact that it's having. And yes, yeah, so I, I respect it. But damn, bro, it's like, let me let me ask real quick. I'm sorry. I, I kind of cut you up, John. I'm sorry. But no. I, I wanted to know if, if anybody, like, in a situation like, can you just kind of take like a situation where somebody just blatantly spits on you, man? It's not like the biggest form of like disrespect, man. It's like I, I have always felt that that is one of the highest levels of disrespect. I'd rather you slap me. And the truth, oh, absolutely. And the truth yeah. is, in my more hot-headed days, if someone ever did that to me on the street, they'd be going to the hospital. Yeah, man. If That's someone really did that bad. to me on a take where we were filming. I'm not sure how I would respond. I don't know if I had, I would be able to stay in that moment and, yeah. and go with it. But um, like you said, much respect to Will for being able to do it because he realized it made his character more real. It made that scene more impactful. I got to watch this now. I'm watching this now. <laughs> in, talking, in talking about, in talking about uh, how a lot of these characters stay in characters, I mean, let's give another example. Currently, right now, uh, in AEW, you know, MJF, that guy, mm. that guy, he's he's probably the first professional wrestler that I have seen that stays in character, even outside of the ring, even during autograph signings. I mean, the guy is a complete jackass. He's a, yeah. he's a dick to everything. He's real good. The ring and everything. And even, like, there, I've seen footage. I've seen videos of him even being the same way when he's in autograph signings. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, what are you doing, man? You're such a jerk. You probably still live with your parents and, you know, in the basement. He took that character and he's rolling with it. And he's actually like so many people are so impressed by this guy that it's like, dude, you are legitimately acting this way. And it's amazing because you don't Fun. break character. You never yep. break character. You're exactly you're he's like, what are you talking about? What character? This is who I am, you know? And it's like that's what I'm talking about. And yeah. it's just so so amazing that you know that this that, that that's like that's these are people that do that. And it's just like, you know, I mean, it's just one of those things where you 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 have to like it's impressive. It's impressive to see. I mean, Jared Leto is another one that also goes ahead and you know he takes his character to the next level when he was playing the joker he wanted to be that character he became that character when he was playing mobius uh or yeah mobius i think it's uh yeah played that character he was that character there's a lot of method actors that go into it i mean jim carrey when he did man on the moon i mean two of the greatest and most old school um, I don't know if it still is the case, but De Niro was notorious for that. Mm. And the even more notorious person for that is Al Pacino. Al oh, Pacino yeah. was apparently insufferable on the uh, set of Scent of a Woman and uh, you know a couple other films where he plays a real asshole because 
he does not turn it off in between takes. He comes to set in character. That can be very difficult to deal with, you know, when you're when you're acting and interacting with that as a as a crew member, as a actor. There are a lot of brilliant actors and that's how they get there. That's yeah. their craft and I respect it. But it can be difficult. I mean, Al Pacino has numerous stories about his method acting, you know, driving people to want to kill him, basically, on I, set. So. I mean, it's got to be really challenging, man. Like, you were just talking about like, with MJF and stuff like that. To constantly try to play a character, man. Like, you know, like you said, MJF was one of the greats that, that is doing it now, keeping kayfabe alive. But, you know, you remember you had Undertaker. You had, like, these people, like, even, like, Rey Mysterio, like, who doesn't like to remove his mask in public or Sin Cara and... Like these people are trying to make sure that they keep their character alive as much as they possibly can. And um, like you're saying, Jeremy, these people who are literally like, yo, listen, I want to make sure I'm the best. I'm the greatest, you know, whether it be spitting on somebody or whether it be, listen, I'll, if I'm playing this part, I'm this part until I'm done. And that's how you make it work for you. I respect the hell out of that, man. You're, you're dedicating yourself to your work. And um, I think, like, once again, I think that's why we get some of the best results when that movie's released or whatever. And that's why those guys are legends, the people that you're just speaking about. Al Pacino, just, like, everything. Like, you know, you can't think of a movie with Al Pacino in it. You're like, you know his part. You know he's blowing it up. Bro, listen, man. It's, I respect it. I love it. I don't know if I could do it. It's got to be so challenging. So many different personalities. Just think. Mental personality, personality oh. disorder, but actors, even you, Jeremy, like, you know, people who can yeah. play different parts, you have to be personality disorder, John. Like, <laughs> well, I'll tell you on that note, there is, in my opinion, one of the finest working actors today. There is a show on Amazon called, um, oh my God, I'm going to completely blank now. <laughs> Reacher, um, um, no black. Uh, okay, I can't remember the name, I can't believe I'm completely blanking. I had it a second ago, but she plays clones at a certain point in this show. Tatiana Maslani, who is a brilliant, brilliant, classically trained actress, plays, I think it is, nine different individual characters with their own personalities psychoses and otherwise i have oh, seen wow. her play up to five different characters in one episode mm. can you imagine uh, and here and, and and you got some help from uh, your fiance there it's called orphan black orphan black. there thank you go you, thank you thank you check there it out there. if you want to see one of the most brilliant working actresses today Damn, I mean, okay. she, she's absolutely amazing. She plays, I mean, the show's fun. It's very interesting. Yeah. Um, very sci-fi kind of, you know, but realistic. It, it's a lot of fun. But what blew me away and as an actor made me feel incredibly inferior was her ability to be so incredibly believable and distinct with each and every character. I mean, gotcha. I you, you almost feel like she's got to have a multiple personality disorder to pull it off. I don't That's know it. how you can keep all of that straight in your mind as a performance in one episode, in one yeah. day or one week of shooting. You have to play four or five, six different individual characters with completely individual and um, unique personalities. It's amazing. Anybody who that hasn't seen awesome. it and you want to see an amazing actor, she is 
just top notch. I mean, That's Jeremy, awesome. Jeremy, you can't say that you know that she made you feel inferior. I mean, you're you do a great job being an actor. I mean, you act like you like me since the day you met me. So I mean, oh, or actually tolerate me since the day you met I didn't me. Say yeah. I wasn't good. I just said that idea scares the crap <laughs> out of me. Talk about a method actor right there, you know. So playing the part perfectly to this day for the past. I'm in the years. middle. I'm in the middle, guys. <laughs> so like, it's like I can't think of any sides. I'm gonna get you know drilled if, if I take any sides. Well, but yeah, we're, it's, it's we're, we're actually uh, we're actually uh, heading. Uh, if you hear that sound right there, we're actually heading to overtime right now. We got. I mean, Jeremy, should we go into overtime? Let's go into overtime. Let's this go into is, overtime. We don't have too much left. Let's get it done. Let's go into overtime right now. We got some more news coming up for you right now. In sports, Lionel Messi's uh, family grocery store gets shot up. And what's scary about this, it wasn't an accident. It was intentional. It was towards his family, specifically oh, wow. because there was actually an ominous message Um uh, according to TMZ, it says right here, quote, a grocery store owned by Lionel Messi's in-laws was shot up by two men who fired at least a dozen shots into the shop in Argentina before sending an ominous message, an ominous threat to the soccer legend. Messi, we're waiting for you. I mean, this is this is weird because we're thinking. Lionel Messi is a, is a hero to Argentina. I mean, not only did he bring home the World Cup, not only is has he won like pretty much every single trophy, every single championship that has been known. He is now considered one of the greatest soccer players to lit, to play the sport. But now we have people that are threatening him. This is something that I don't understand, and I just don't get what's going on with this. Well, again. You never know. Um, I don't know what the crime syndicates are like in Argentina. They often target famous people who've got money, extortion, different things like that. They may have a beef with him over some business deal. Um, or the fact is, I'm sorry, but soccer fans can get nuts. I mean, honestly, there there is rarely a fan base that gets as crazy as the soccer fans about winning and losing. Um, I mean, it could be something as simple as you know, he didn't deliver for the Argentinian team this time, or he beat a team that they love and said something, you know, I it's soccer fans can get really crazy sometimes when it comes to that kind of thing. So I don't think we'll know unless they, you know, do a deep dive investigation and catch these guys and figure out what the motives are. Um, but there's a lot of reasons why it could happen. I mean, you hear about people having this kind of stuff happen all the time. I mean, Yasiel Puig, uh, the Dodgers, you know, former Dodger player, um, had a, a massive extortion plot and kidnapping plot against him back in, I believe, in Cuba, where he's from, um, that the feds ended up actually getting involved with. Uh, it, it, it happens. It happens more often than you think. No, it's but that this in particular, I mean, you know, it's I mean, obviously, Lionel has so much security have I mean so because he's so loved all over like the majority of I mean the majority of Argentina loves Lionel Messi obviously he's going to be protected at all costs well but... I, I'll tell you this I mean <laughs> you touch a national hero like that you better get out of the country yeah that's going to because... be something big because the people will tear them apart. You better yeah. hope the cops get to you first because his fans, his supporters, the people who love that man, it won't be pretty. Man, yeah. I mean, 
you also also think could it be possible that it's maybe organized crime? Well, that's what I said. I don't know what the crime syndicates are out yeah. there. What do you think, B? I think that you know, like you guys just said, a lot of times with these you know celebrities and stuff like that, you know, you don't know different kind of lives that they have, man. We glorify them for their 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 you know their traits and their skills and their trades and stuff, but sometimes, man, you know. People aren't always famous. People are, aren't always, you know, well off. You know, sometimes people work into that industry, into that field. And, yeah, the whole planet might love you, but you still got a backstory. You still may have history. So there's a lot of reasons that, you know, if somebody shoots up, you said it was like the family, their, their family, like yeah, supermarket. Yeah. The in-laws. Yeah. So somebody's basically that sounds like somebody sending a message, like clearly. And you said they even had a message. But the way that they're sending the message, that sounds like it may be some history. Um, you know, maybe like you said, a business deal, uh, any, it, the speculation is endless, yeah. but, um, you just never know, man. It's, it, that's what's, that's what's sad, man. You don't, you never know what these people are really involved in. You see what you love them to do, but it's a lot of backstory with everybody. Luckily, apparently it was only, uh, it was only damage that, that happened at the store. No injuries were reported. So that's Thank actually God. a good thing, but yeah. uh, let's just hope that that's the last of it. Let's just hope it's just crazy fans that uh, went crazy on the store. So, well, hopefully that'll be the end of it right there. In yeah. other sports news, UFC 285 makes uh, its premiere tomorrow night, Saturday, tomorrow night with the return of John Bones Jones, except he's not Bones anymore. Now it's John Heavyweight Jones right now. Now, and he's actually going for the you for the vacant 265 pound title that's on the line against uh Cyril Gain. And I mean, honestly, my take on this whole thing, he actually they wait, they did the weigh-ins today. He actually weighed in over one pound uh in the weight, so he's perfectly fine where he's at. Uh, but my take undeserving, he does not deserve a title shot this early i mean there's so many other uh ufc fighters ufc heavyweights that should get this title shot before him he needs to he's been gone for a very very long time he's done a lot yes. of questionable things legally i mean he, he has been found guilty or he has been found with substance abuse problems a lot of so many issues why does this guy deserve a heavyweight title fight? He needs to earn his way there. So, and we got, I know you guys right now. answer. Well, I mean, the money, I, I get it. It's the draw and everything. But B, obviously, you have an answer for it right there. Yeah, listen, I, look, I, I, everything you said is valid. Valid points, yo. Um, John Jones has been away from the game for a very long time. He, he was asking for money. He's had problems. He's had this. He's had that. The thing is, though, man, the thing is, though, listen, this is why it sucks because I can't even respect the light heavyweight champion that is the light heavyweight champion right now, even though they're great, you know what I mean? But that belt has bounced back and forth since Jones has left the division. The thing about it is Jones has been untouched, man, just like Israel Adesanya. Like, he was untouched. He had to move up to middleweight, um, to, uh, to light heavyweight for, uh, my, for my boy to knock him out, and then he kind of took his first loss. You know, in in the division, but he was dominating. John Jones has never been beat, man, and to the point where he was like, "Listen, somebody take this damn belt because I'm done. I, what else do you want me to do? Like, I beat the whole division, and it does change, and it does keep you know, you know, kind of ciphering through new people and new talent. But the fact that you have the most dominant um, UFC fighter in history but at this point, class. 
Yeah, but 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 I I feel you, I feel you, Dave. But it's just like he still is undefeated, though, man. I mean, it's, it's not like he's lightweight to heavyweight. Like he was light heavyweight, and he yeah, gained a little he weight. Undefeated. He was undefeated in a different weight class. This is yeah, yeah. You're right. Different group of of fighters. I'll take it to another point because um, I agree with both of you know both of you. But my thing is, he hasn't fought. Okay. It's been a while. And yeah. even his last few fights, I mean, it's been eight, nine years since he looked impressive in the cage. Mm. You know, yeah. I haven't seen him look dominant in coming up on a decade now. I yeah. mean, it's it's he's been out for a long time. I don't care how much you're training. If you're not in the ring actually fighting against That's the top, true. top guys, you know, you are not as sharp as you once were. Time catches everybody. He's older. And, you know, he's yeah. much older. It's, and I, like I said, just haven't, even before all of this, all the drama, all the problems, all the controversy, I hadn't been impressed with him in any of his fights in a while. And I just I feel, feel like, I feel like, I mean, I hope he surprises us. I'm all for a good redemption story and being, you know, a, someone in recovery and who's had his own redemption story to a degree. I'm rooting for him. You know, I'd like to see him get his, together and be a champion again. Hopefully that he stays on the right path if he does so and doesn't go off yeah. the rails again. But for me, I just don't I don't think he's the fighter he was because he hasn't shown me that guy in a long, long time. So yeah, that's where I, I, I kind of stand with it. I think that, you know, like like I was saying, like you were saying, Jeremy, I think you really summed it up. Um, he kind of, I think he kind of got, I'm, I, and I'm not trying to give him props, but I'm just saying, I think he kind of got bored, man. I think he kind of got bored. I think that he was dominating the division, just like Amanda Nunes, man. Remember Amanda Nunes? Amanda Nunes was unstoppable. The belts for both divisions. And then what happened? Julia Pena went in there. I don't think she took Julia seriously. And Julia Pena choked her ass out in like the first fucking round. It wouldn't even take long. Yeah. And then what happened? And then Amanda said, wait a minute. Okay. And then, bam, she went back in the gym. Not even that much longer, like. Julia held that belt for what four months, and then Amanda went in the ring. Get my fucking belt back. You crazy? I, I, it's. I think that you know after you are so dominant for so long, man. It's just, you know, you just kind of maybe you 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 don't try as hard, you don't train as hard, whatever the case may be. This you see, new, you see it in you know in all sports. I mean, you do. I mean, yeah. If you it it takes that's what the legends are made of. The people mm. who can sustain that for yeah. who don't lose that drive who don't lose that motivation yeah. and just can keep pushing and those people are rare most people get that success for an extended period of time you do tend to get a little lazy you get a little lax you you know you've achieved all the things you set out for so you know you can like you said get bored get stagnant um yeah the, that's why there's so few true legends because the yeah. legends don't ever hit that drop yeah, you know. yeah, yeah, and he's obviously kind of a reckless guy. You know, he does a lot of reckless he's stuff. Got a history of, yep. I think this. I think this heavyweight. You know, um, this heavyweight. You know, change is. I think it's going to light a fire under his ass. Like you said, he hasn't been fighting. He hasn't been really that impressive. And I'll agree. I love John Jones. He's won. He's won. He hasn't lost still, mm -hmm. but but he hasn't been as impressive as he was in previous times. Um, I think that he's going to take this, and I hope he's not sleeping on Gone because he's a beast. And I think he almost took out, you know, um, Francis. So I, I think it's the perfect match for him. 
Uh, I don't really know who would have stepped in. I don't know any other head heavyweight that I mean, you got you know, um, kind of the heavyweight division's a little light right now. It is Derek Lewis got knocked out, Curtis yeah. Blaze. Um, you know, everybody's got knocked out. I can't only um, Bam Bam was the only one out, what I would think, but didn't he just he got knocked out by gone? Yeah, so I, I don't think that there's anybody really to stepping up. I think Jones's place in it is a perfect position. I was looking so forward to um, Jones versus um, um, Francis. But I don't even know what happened to Francis. Yeah. I don't even know why the hell they um had to get him out. I know it was well, a money problem, left, but well, yeah, he left on his own. We actually just we talked about that too in one of the episodes. It was just you know they couldn't see eye to eye. Dana White wasn't giving him what he wanted, and that's just the way it goes. You know, I mean, he's like, yeah. we're not Amy, we're done. I'm out. So right. it is what it Crazy is. Up. And I mean, tomorrow, tomorrow night, the pay per views tomorrow night, tomorrow Saturday night. Uh, so you guys could watch it. We'll find out if this you know this time off has taken its toll on john jones or yeah. if it's actually helped him out to you know give him a second win we'll see if his age plays a part in it as well because i mean he's yeah. going up against you know younger guys that are hungrier and they're you know they're 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 big we'll see if the weight division has any type of you know effect on him as well a different yeah. weight class maybe he might it might you know he might be slower in the way he moves there's a lot For of there's a lot of factors that could, in fact, have him lose this uh, title fight or win it. You never know. We, we're not sure. We won't know until tomorrow. So make sure you check it out live on pay-per-view. It's going to be UFC 285. Check it out. In other sports news, Mahomes continues to be a menace. But which Mahomes are we talking about, Jeremy? <laughs> yeah, don't get, in your, don't get in a tizzy. This isn't Patrick Mahomes we're talking about. Um so again, unfortunately, we're talking about Patrick Mahomes, such a little brother, Jackson Mahomes, uh -oh. who is literally the definition of entitlement. Mm. This is a self-important YouTuber who believes he is something because his brother is a world-class football player. He's had numerous run-ins. He's been thrown out of numerous bars and restaurants for abusing staff and, you know, verbally abusing people and, you know, throwing drinks on people. He's dumped water on fans at one of the Kansas City games. He, he's an, he comes off as an entitled little prick. And now he's facing um allegations of assault and uh also sexual assault Ooh. for shoving a 19 year old male waiter and then grabbing the female owner of the restaurant and bar by the throat and kissing her against her will Ooh, wow. now, now his, his lawyers claim that they have all these witnesses who they've turned over to the cops who are going to refute all of this yeah good luck well, the owner has videotape. <laughs> yeah. So she has videotape of him in her office when he assaulted her, which guess what? There was no one else around. So there couldn't have been witnesses who viewed that. She has the videotape. The only yeah, thing he no. has witnesses for is apparently when he shoved the waiter. And I don't know what his excuse for that was. But again, he was intoxicated. The cops have already said they believe he was completely intoxicated. And they told the owner that whether you press charges or not, we are pressing charges because that is sexual assault. Yep. And it would behoove you to cooperate because we are going to pursue this whether you help or not. So again, to me, it's just another case of complete entitlement. You have a guy who hasn't done squat, who thinks he's really important and he's really somebody when his whole claim to fame is, yeah, his brothers won two Super Bowls. Yeah. He's got no talent. 
Yeah, good luck, dude. He, he, but he acts like a complete douche to everybody he meets and, you know, thinks he can get away with anything. So hopefully if this is proven true, the cops, uh, you know, throw the book at him a little bit. Give him. I mean, there's only so much they can do for a shove and a kiss, but I hope they give him, you know, the max sentence they can because the guy hasn't learned his lesson. He obviously thinks he's special and he can do whatever he wants. He thinks he's above the law. He thinks he's above everybody. And yeah. I mean, JC just said it best. He said, never underestimate the saving grace of videotape, especially in cases like this. He hadn't got a prayer with that because it's incontrovertible. So, I mean, <laughs> to be honest with you, if he does, if he is found guilty of it, that's you know he gets what he deserves the guy needs a lesson he needs a come to jesus moment yeah and he needs to understand that you know what your brother is the star not you get yeah. it straight i think that's also a problem with you know some of these people like we were telling jeremy on to get on tiktok and stuff like that but i think with these people who really are just living by this hey i'm gonna make a name for myself so people can like me or if, if that's even the case but I know it is the case a lot of the times where people are just trying to establish themselves as a Logan Paul or, you know, whatever you want to call it by making controversy be their claim to fame. And this is the real world, man. This isn't a fucking movie. Like you have to realistically, you know, uh, uh, mind your P's and Q's. You're going to grab somebody and kiss them and put your hands on people and do all this stuff, whatever, feel untouchable. You are going to get your wake up call at, at some point, hopefully, you know, before you you get, you know, hurt in a different way. I mean, you know, you better hope it's the law because a lot of times you can't play with people, man. You can't mm -hmm. just have this reckless mentality of I can do whatever I want because somebody's going to humble you quickly. Like, <laughs> mm -hmm. it's just bound to happen, man. So, I, I like you guys said, I hope that he gets, you know, whatever he gets. I kind of hope he does get a little bit of a harsher punishment um, just so he can hopefully get that, you know, that reckoning and awakening and say, hey, man, maybe I should check my life. No, everybody needs a little smack in the ass sometimes, yo. Absolutely. And if his parents didn't give up to him, the law will. I mean, the world will. Shit. <laughs> I mean, my dad, my dad, uh, you know, my dad may have some faults. I love him to death. He's my father. One of the main lessons that he taught me when he punished me, he said, Son, I'd rather punish the boy of today so the law doesn't punish the man of tomorrow. Why is this? Just, had, I just had that conversation like <laughs> a second ago. <laughs> <laughs> wisest words i've ever heard from that man yeah. i mean that yeah, that, man. that it will will be ingrained in my head for the rest of my life if i end up having children that's the that's what i'm going to be telling my kids yeah, it's like man. you know what i don't want to be a parent crying that my kids in cuffs for something he did because why that's a reflection on me on yeah. how i raised that kid that's you a know? terrifying idea little yous running around ah oh. yeah it is scary, man. Just how you just said it too. Like, you know, just just add on a little bit because I, I got three kids, man. And my, I got a son. I got two daughters. And my son is 11, going on 12 this year. And like I said at the beginning, like, man, it's my he's he's kind of gotten into some trouble recently. And um, we we do a good job as parents teaching their kids. Like, I talk to my – I'm not going to lie. I talk to my kid and let them know real stuff, not just like, oh, try to fluffy it for them. Like, no, nah, I let you know. Like, yo, listen, bro, if you do this, you're going to get caught in some things you don't want to be in. You know, don't do this. Put it out there for him. And recently, he's kind of been doing things, man. And you know, adolescent boy starting to grow up and like girls and stuff like that. And I'm like, bro, listen, yo, there's certain things, even for the first time, even for the first time, if you do it and you get caught, 
that's it. You're, it's a wrap for you, bro. So you yeah. have to know you can't challenge things, man. You can't challenge people. You got to make sure that you're paying attention to how you, you know, you know, walk among the earth, man. It's, it's, it's very important. You will get in bad situations. And like you said, Dave, I'm pretty sure your father was hard and he was trying to teach you the lessons so the world didn't have to teach you. And I'm the same way, bro. I want you to understand, you know, that you can't do this. I don't want nobody damaging my child because like, <laughs> yeah. you're wilding out. <laughs> It's hard, yo. The one thing that I would advise for you to do: make sure your child never watches Growing Pains and watches this guy, because you know he'll be scarred for life. I was never, so. never, <laughs> never, never. They need Growing Pains. No, Jerry, we're talking about it, right? You need say, Growing you Pains. Need them. Like, yeah, no, absolutely. All joking aside, watching shows like Growing Pains actually was very beneficial for me growing up you. because they're they're wholesome shows that actually made me realize, you know what. You know, I want to be that way. I want to yes. be that kid. I want to grow up to be that good of a person, that good of a, I want to yes. have that kind of a family, you know? I mean, yeah. in all honesty, this, this are the types of shows that we still, we want back. We need I, I, We just, me and Jeremy was talking about, it's the we same thing we were talking that. about, man. Same thing. We, I, I grew up on the sitcom. I, I was just saying it. Like one of the things that I always want my kids, yo, get a TV show that you like to watch, get a baseball that you like to, whatever, man, like whatever you like. So you can have something to build your character, bro. Those shows built character. It's just how it was. And they were good, wholesome shows. They showed the kids doing the drugs in the bathroom and shit with the devastating music behind. Like, <laughs> like it was fun, but it taught you something too. So it's like, I think it's needed, bro. Essential oh. even. Well, I mean, one person that should have watched that show or at least gone back is uh, Jackson Mahomes, but he'll get his lesson <laughs> learned eventually. Hopefully, we'll see if he learns his lesson, if he, in fact, gets convicted. That's the news. In case you haven't heard it, thank you so much for being a part of the Navarro Miller Report. I'd like to thank our guest, Mr. Brian B. Thank you so much for being here with us, man. Thank you guys for having me, man. It's been great. Like, you guys are so much fun, bro. Like, Dave, you came on my, my live in the line. We did a, a web show. Jeremy, you was on the show. Like, it's been great, like, you know, going over stuff with you guys. I, I love the banter. You, I love it all, man. It's great, yeah. <laughs> Glad to great have show. you here. And, and how can people stalk you on social media? Please, please do. Please do. Yo, you can follow me on Twitter, TikTok, um, Facebook, Instagram, uh, YouTube. Uh, all my social media is Brian B. B. Line. Uh, you can just type that in. You should find me by now. And uh, on YouTube, we host the Beeline Web Show and the Beeline Entertainment Show on uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays at Thursdays at 9 p.m. And then we have a uh, wrestle talk. We talk wrestling, if you like pro wrestling. Um, that's kind of just throughout the week randomly. And we do a live on Sunday nights called Live on the Line. And uh, thank you guys so much for allowing me to come on with you guys. It's been amazing, bro. I love this experience. A pleasure, brother. Thank you for coming yes, on. We had a blast, man. We had a blast. And of course, uh, you could go ahead and follow me on TikTok. I do TikTok lives. I might be doing one tomorrow night, Saturday. I do uh, some like like radio type of stuff. I play music. There's my TikTok. Go ahead and follow me on TikTok uh, awesome. so you can check out my lives, so you can listen to some awesome music that I play. And uh, yeah, we just have a good time on TikTok. Uh, it's minus Jeremy, so you'll get the pleasure of just me and not him. So... <laughs> I still love you, Jerry. I still love you, brother. I'm, hey, I'm a hey, fan. I'm still a fan. You'd be, the only, you'd be the only one amongst us three. <laughs> He's I right. Brothers, I don't even so. like me. So Yeah, right. <laughs> but it was a great time having you uh, on the show, B. Uh, as usual, I'm Dave Navarro. I'm Jeremy Miller. 
We will be back here on Monday again. Same bad time, same bad channel from 6 to 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We have another special guest co-host coming on, actor Bruno. Uh, you know, Bruno's coming on right there, Bruno Campos. Uh, he's an amazing actor. He's, he's going to have an amazing uh, time with us. And as usual, we will be here. Make sure everybody be safe out there. It stopped raining finally. We can finally go outside. Finally, Woo! man, yeah. You're in Southern California. It's so, raining I, over here, too, in Georgia. So, all right, yeah, man. Georgia, <laughs> raining everywhere. <laughs> but make sure you check us out every Monday and Friday from 6 to 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Make sure you check out the uh, uh, Brian's uh, you know, web show, The Beeline. Make sure you check him out. And as always, have a great weekend, everybody. And we will see you all next time. You have been listening to the Navarro Villain Report.